Wearing a traditional brocade Tibetan robe and an ornate silver sword, 30-year-old Kaesong Funsok stands nervously by his bride. The master of ceremonies chants blessings. Then he drapes a yellow ceremonial scarf around the groom's neck. The hotel ballroom breaks out in whistles and hoots of approval. The weak bridegroom Kaesong Funsok and his wife Dawa Joma tied the knot. They were not only newlyweds, they were also newly famous, thanks to social media. Days before their wedding, Funsok posted their prenuptial photo album online. Virtually overnight, the glamorous wedding pictures were seen by about 500 million. Yes, that's half a billion people. More than the populations of the U.S., Canada, and Mexico combined. The photos were extraordinary, not just because of the slick camera work and the couple's good looks. They were also extraordinary because they defied common stereotypes about Tibetans. In the staged photos... The couple posed with a Lamborghini and a helicopter. Both were borrowed, says Funsok. He's the co-founder of a trendy ad agency with clients the likes of Starbucks. The helicopter is one of my um, business partners. The couple also posed in traditional settings. They're seen doing nomadic chores in the grasslands. They traveled to Lhasa to take photos in front of the most sacred temple for Tibetans, the Jokong. The couple had no idea their photos would be shared so widely. Funsok did intend to send a message, but only to his close circle of urban professional Tibetan friends. Let's call them tuppies. Many, like him, grew up in small Tibetan towns or rural areas, but now live in giant Chinese cities. We live in the modern city. We have the uh, modern lifestyle in the meantime, and we lost something good maybe in our blood, in our heart. Sometimes we're confused. This is one of the quintessential questions facing all migrants who, across the ages, have left their villages for the big city. Well, about three-quarters of Tibetans live in rural areas, and the illiteracy rate is still about 40%. The number of college graduates has been increasing. Ambitious graduates like Funsok are heading to China's most developed cities to be on the cutting edge of their industry. This means moving into an environment dominated by the so-called Han Chinese, who account for 90% of China's population. And it means making some uncomfortable adjustments. Adjustments Funsok finds easier to express in Chinese. In the city, to earn money and get what we want, we have to give up some of our integrity, some of our Tibetan religious convictions. So everyone feels confused. We don't know what to choose. Funsok admits it hasn't been easy finding a balance between his upbringing and making it as an entrepreneur. My religion and um, my Tibetan cultural background told me money is not the most important thing in your life. And there are many, many things more important than money. But now you live in the city, you should follow some rules here, right? Have you had to follow rules you really don't want to? Yeah, sometimes. I have no choice. In China's mainstream business culture, kickbacks are common practice. Businesses are expected to wine and dine their clients or even entertain them at brothels. Funsok isn't the only one in Chengdu struggling to strike a balance between old and new. His friend Cheba recently opened a coffee shop and co-working space called Charu. He named it after the Tibetan word for the toggle that ties together nomadic yak hair tents like the one Cheba grew up in.
The decor is a mix of intricately carved old wooden doorways, mud walls, and modern Tibetan art. Call it contemporary Tibetan chic. Uh, as a Tibetan, we try to um, promote Tibetan culture uh, in this modern city. There is understated resentment among young professional Tibetans that elsewhere in the world, some seem to think Tibetans in China who adapt an urban lifestyle are selling out to the Han Chinese majority. Professor Tupten Funsok, no relation to the bridegroom, is an internationally known scholar of Tibetan traditional medicine and history. If the tradition or culture helps for our lifestyle, of course we have to preserve it, develop it. If it cannot help our life, it is not necessary to preserve it. But some young Tibetans are struggling to maintain pride in their culture. Chuoma is an academic who researches contemporary Tibetan society. Some young Tibetans, when they move to cities, start to think their traditional culture is worthless and backwards. It doesn't help them make money or improve their standard of living. So some young Tibetans feel inferior. The Chinese Communist Party's narrative doesn't help. It depicts a benevolent Han Chinese majority lending a helping hand to the nation's quote-unquote backward minorities. While many Han Chinese admire certain aspects of Tibetan culture, for example Tibetan spirituality, dance and music, Stereotypes of Tibetans as primitive or violent barbarians abound. In some cases, this breeds contempt. Take 57-year-old Tibetan peasant Ajaku. Along with her three daughters, Ajaku has turned her idyllic traditional home, perched high in the mountains, into a hostel for tourists. She serves homemade sausages and pickled vegetables. Her three sisters' inn is even on TripAdvisor. Ajaku is illiterate. She grew up in dire poverty in a village near the town where wedding groom Funsok was born. As a child, she didn't even have shoes. She recalls once trying to buy something in Funsok's hometown. I asked the price. The shopkeeper said, Don't you have ice? It's written there. I said, I'm illiterate. She said, You Tibetans are so stupid. And then she told me, My hands are dirty. Don't touch anything. These entrenched attitudes are why admin Funsok and his wife turned a half billion heads. Welcome to TBT. Welcome to Think Beyond Tradition. Thank you. At his ad agency, Think Beyond Tradition, posters of inspirational figures, among them Steve Jobs, Michael Jackson, and Jesus Christ, hang in the corridors along with their famous quotes. And we have Mandela up here, and he says... He says, forgiveness frees you, me, and the world. In Funsok's office, Tibetan and Chinese calligraphy hang on the wall, along with a copy of a European world map from the Age of Discovery. A large Tibetan Buddhist shrine dominates one side of the room. Back at the reception desk, an employee streams Chinese and Western pop. Funsok doesn't think there's anything special about the eclectic mix. He says plugged-in millennials around the world are figuring out how to keep cherished traditions and identities while being part of the global youth culture. Tuppies, the young urban Tibetans in China, are no exception. Reporting from Chengdu, this is Jocelyn Ford for America Abroad.